it just makes good sense. Like, well, I, I want to do a paid trial week with anybody I work with for the rest of my life, you know, whether it's a virtual assistant or whomever, but because it just makes good sense because we all know you can nail an interview, your portfolio could be fantastic, but it really isn't until the rubber meets the road that you have an idea of how well this person is going to do. You're listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. I'm Steve Gordon. For the first five years, this podcast was known as the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. The episode you're about to hear uses that name, but don't worry, you're in the right place. Same great content, new name. Enjoy. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. My name is Steve Gordon. I'm your host today, and I have got a fantastic guest for you. Uh, If you are overwhelmed and overworked running your business, then strap in. This is the interview for you. I am talking with Jennifer Lehner. She's a digital marketing and systems strategist, and she helps entrepreneurs go out and build an audience and monetize their expertise. And as kind of a byproduct of that, she's become really, really good at helping entrepreneurs find a virtual assistant to free them up. And so she's got uh, some online trainings around that. She's got a private mastermind around that uh, called the Front Row CEO. And so she's here to share some of her wisdom to all of us who have too much on their plates and uh, and need a little help. Jen Lehner, welcome. Really excited oh, to have you here. To be here. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you. You know, when when we first met and you were telling me the the things that you do, it it, it seemed like you you kind of live these these two lives, like you're helping people grow their audience in one area. And then in the other, you're helping probably the, a lot of the same people, business owners free themselves up. So how did, how did all of that come about? How'd you get to this, this point of your, your journey? Um, because like a lot of uh, solo entrepreneurs and, and solo professionals, um, I, my business took off. I found myself uh, in a place where I was like, yay, it's working. Things are going well. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, I'm stuck. Like I can't, I I had sort of hit a ceiling and it was really frustrating because I found myself spinning my wheels. So I went out and um, and hired a virtual assistant and in that process uh, created um, a system basically for making sure that when I did it the next time that um, I made, you know, that I would find really exactly the right person to help me. And, but what I was actually doing in my business was like you said, helping people grow their audiences, uh, business strategy, marketing strategy. And um, this other thing, teaching people how to hire was not really, wasn't really what I was doing, but it was once I did it and I was like, wow, like this was such a game changer. It really was the smartest, biggest move I've ever made in my business. And um, it just unlocked so many other things that I just like couldn't not share it. Um, So I started talking about it first with just, you know, some sort of like short training videos on YouTube and that sort of thing. And, and people wanted to know more and more. And so since then I've developed this whole framework and system and, and whatnot and, um, and share it with the world. Yeah, it's so funny how we sort of back into things sometimes. And and this particular topic is a hot one. I, I think in every every mastermind group I've ever been in, I know with many of our private clients, the thing that comes up again and again and again is, hey, I'm running this business. I'm overwhelmed. I have no more bandwidth. What do I do? And I've always been a huge advocate of working with an assistant. 
I mean, going back to my first business, where which was more kind of a traditional professional practice, we had multiple offices. And when I was running that, I had an assistant in each office. So whenever I would travel, I would have that support there. And it's a game changer. Art. It is. Well, I, I mean, and but the thing is, what's interesting is that I mean, it's not really so, it's not really so earth shattering or it's not that big of a surprise when I when I see the barriers that people run up against and, and the ways in which they push back because it's all they're all real things, right? So it's it's sort of like people know that they need help, but there's also like either they've tried to do this before and um they and this is and this is especially true for for solo professionals, right? Like not people who already have teams. This is like that that solo operator who is doing the invoicing themselves and they're doing the scheduling themselves and God forbid they're doing their social media themselves and like they're, you know, creating all their graphics and they're just doing everything. And so like, there's no time left to do the thing that is actually moving the needle in their, in their business. So the pushback I hear is like, I just can't get off this wheel. First of all, I don't have time to, so, so that's, that's the thing, sort of the boat that everybody is in. It's like, I don't have time to, to do this. So I'll just keep doing it myself. Um, I thought when I first started, I was like, well, I know how to do all this stuff. I knew how to run a webinar and do all the tech backend stuff and create the funnels and the automated stuff. And like, that's the stuff that I love, but you know, thank goodness it, I learned, um, early on that like, wait a minute, that's not what I'm getting paid for. So, um, but I thought like, if I can do it, I should do it. Why would I hire someone else? And that is kind of an entrepreneurial mindset. It's just like, well, I'm not going to pay somebody to do something I'm fully capable of doing, but like, yeah, I mean, unless that's what you're getting paid for, you know, if you're a cabinet maker, make the cabinets, but like, if you're not, don't, you know, get someone else to make the cabinets. And so there's that pushback. Then there's, you know, people thinking they can't afford it. It's actually super affordable and you can make it super affordable. Um, and then there's the, I think a big one is like, well, what do I do? I like, I'm big, like a lot of entrepreneurs or are, they show up in their business and they, and it works for them because entrepreneurs tend to be like, you know, chasing the squirrels and all having all the balls in the air, but managing it and able to do that for, so, so we can do it, but it's like, how do I, my business is all in my head. So how in the world am I going to get it out of my head and into someone else's head? Cause I show up every day and just sort of, I've got my funky way of doing things. How am I going to show that to someone else? And so that's a real, that's a real big one. And how am I going to stay on top of them? How am I going to have enough work for them? Even there's tons to get done, but you, but people feel like they have to stay out in front of that. And then that in and of itself becomes more trouble than it's worth. And then you're back to, well, I might as well just do it myself. And so that's the most, that's, that's the stuff I hear most often. Um, But the good news is like, there's a solution for, for all of it. Yeah. I mean, you, you hit on all of the, the objections that, that I've heard over the years, you know, with so many of our clients, I've recommended to them, you know, we get their, their marketing working and the next thing, you know, they're really busy and they're like, what am I going to do? You know? And well, you need help. You know, we've got to, you know, exhausted all the capacity of the business, which is a good problem to create. But as you said, before we started recording, it is a problem and, you know, and it's a problem that needs to get solved. So, all right. So, so we kind of laid out some, some of the common objections, um, I think some of the, you know, the challenges that I hear fall into some different buckets, like, okay, I, I've got the idea to have this person. How do I find them? That's one. 
Um, another is what do I, you know, what you alluded to is what do I give to them and how do I do that? One that I hear a lot is how am I going to find somebody that I can trust? So where, where do you start? Uh, like if, if we look at the landscape of all the different directions we could go here, where do you start with someone who is at that point where they really need an assistant and you're trying to work them, you know, down the path to get there? Um, well, the first thing, like a lot of people say, Jim, where do I find these people? And I, I always say like, it's really not where it's, it's how it's how you go about it. And so, um, the very, well, let's back up before in my framework, before people ever post their job posting, wherever it is, they decide to post it. What I recommend is sort of getting your house in order for about a week. And this does not mean this is, this is the part that I think stops a lot of people. Cause they're like, well, all right, I'll put it off till, till I have time to get my house in order. The way that I've set it up is that this, this meets you where you are. And that is if you step into your office every day and um, the first thing you do is you turn on your computer and you deal with your, your email inbox. And we'll talk about the trust issue because that was actually your question, right? But this ties in with that. So we go into your, you go into your email inbox and um, there's a certain, you know, there's certain emails you always delete or whatever. You're going to record that and, and by the way, we're talking about virtual assistants here, just to clarify, like not, not the person who's in the office right next to you, but someone who you work with on a cloud-based kind of platform. And so you're, you're t- you just basically record your screen. My favorite tool is Loom, uh, Loom Video, L-O-O-M. Uh, Vimeo, if for all the Vimeo users out there, they actually added um, a screencasting feature that is actually really, really good too. I just found out about that one. Anyway, whatever you use, you just, you're already doing whatever it is and you you just get in the habit of clicking that record button and you just talk yourself through everything that you're doing. You're talking to yourself and it doesn't matter if you hiccup or sneeze or whatever, you make a mistake. This is not that kind of video. This is literally just, you're just talking out loud and you're saying, all right, now I'm opening my inbox and now I'm going to delete this email. And the reason I'm deleting this email is because every email from this account is blah, blah, blah. And the reason I save these to this folder is because blah, blah, blah. It's important to say why. And that's it. And then you hit stop. And now what you have is this elegant little link that can live anywhere you want it to. I like to put it on a Trello board because a Trello is a great platform for collaboration, but you don't have to be techie for this. You could just throw it onto a Google document. It doesn't matter. The idea is that you want someone else to be able to see this video easily. Okay. And so, um, So that's step one. And if you do that for about five to seven days, let's just say a full work week, like five days, and you just do it all day long, again, you're not going out of your way to do anything. You're just recording what you're already doing. So you don't have to, you shouldn't be wasting any time doing anything extra. So by the end of the week, you actually have a whole library of recordings and it's a great onboarding. Now you have, now you have a way to onboard them with first tasks before you ever even hire them. The other thing is what I like to tell people to do is now what you're going to ask them when they start is to create a system from that video, because those the way that you manage your inbox, that can become systemized or the way that you do your billing, your invoicing, your file, whatever it is, if it's something you do more than once, it could be turned into a system. And really a system is just a checklist. It's that simple. So your new virtual assistant, their first their first actions are going to be to watch those videos, make lists, and if necessary, um, documents, you know, like a 
graphics with arrows pointing or whatever, you know, screenshot type things, but whatever, they're going to make a system out of those videos. Now you not only have a system that lives in your business, whether no matter who comes or goes from here on out that you didn't have to create and they learned it very well while they were creating the system because they had to pay extra attention. They probably had to rewind it, rewind the video, listen to what you said again, rewind it again, stop it, you know? So I love, I love that. And then as far as trust, especially as we talk about email management, there's a lot of people that cringe at that. And they're just like, oh my God, I could never let, you know, someone else manage my inbox. And it was the last thing I gave to my own virtual assistant. I wish that I had done it years earlier, honestly, because it's just so gratifying to wake up every morning and log into my inbox and it's clean. It's, it's virtually empty except for the stuff that I have to see. And um, I won't go into how we do that, but I do have resources for your viewers and listeners that they can see a training on that. But, but yeah, so how do you trust someone to do that? Number one, it's only my business account. You control what people have access to and technology allows us to do that, right? So like, for example, uh, I use a platform called Kajabi that manages the whole back end of my business, right? If I log in there, if I log in there myself, I see all the financials and all of that. I see everything. Well, maybe, maybe you don't want your virtual assistant to see all of the financials. So inside the program itself, and most platforms are like this, they have different levels of access. Um, and then finally, there's like password protection software like LastPass that allows you to give access to a virtual assistant to all the all your stuff your social media, everything that you never have to share your password. And if anything goes wrong with that virtual assistant, it's as easy as clicking on one box and removing them from that password uh, program. And so you don't have to worry about that. But here's what I have to say. How do you trust anybody anywhere? You know, like, how do you, if I hire someone on the, off the street and they come into my, how do I, you know, it's like at, at some point, and that is why the how is more important than the where, because um, the screening process, by the time you get through through my framework, when you get to the interview, you really only have the most qualified people and everybody else has pretty much been semi-automated or semi-automatically weeded out. And then, and, and I have never in all of the, and by the way, all the people who I've trained to do this, I've never had anybody come back to me and be like, oh gosh, they sabotaged my business or they stole from me or anything like that ever. Well, that I was think a long-winded you, answer. That's okay. You, you run that risk with, even with an in-person employee. Right. Uh, you know, my wife in the, the business she works in, they had somebody commit fraud and, you know, and finally it was discovered and, you know, and corrected, but that was an on premises person. Um, it can happen anywhere. And, and so really, I think it's more about what are the controls that you have around the really sensitive information and then also understanding where are the places that aren't that sensitive. So like you mentioned email inbox, that's one of the things that, so I had a, an assistant that had been with me uh, for eight years in this business up until last fall. And she wanted to spend some more time with her kids. And so she backed out, out a little bit and, and we had to bring somebody new in. And while that, that's been, it's been a challenging process, it's actually been a really valuable process because it's allowed us to rethink, rethink a lot of things that, you know, after eight years of working with somebody, you, you sort of get to a point where you do things the way you do them and you maybe don't rethink everything. And what it's allowed me to do is, is take on this email inbox issue that you're 
you're talking about. And so we, we approached it with fresh eyes. Um, it's life-changing. Like if, yes, it is. for most of the people listening to this, if that's all that you accomplished, if you got somebody that ran your email inbox and handled all your scheduling, it, it will change your, your life. And we're probably not even a hundred percent effective with it yet. But um, we discovered a really great uh, email client called Spark, which only runs on the Mac at the moment. I think they're developing mm-hmm. Windows, but it allows us to sort of comment behind the scenes and chat back and forth with one another about a particular email. So an email can come in and if she doesn't know how to respond to it, she can chat in there and say, okay, hey, Steve, this is what I want to do with this one. Do you agree? And so it's sort of like training wheels, even though I've recorded the video, because I I went through that whole process, but there are still things that pop up that she's not sure of yet, or doesn't know the context for who a person is. And that's a really easy way. So there's all kinds of tools and that's not the only one, but that's just the one we found. Yes. You know, and it'll change your life. I love that one. There's also, um, we use, we downloaded um, Simple Gmail Notes. It's a Chrome plugin. And it just gives you like a little highlighted yellow box that goes with every email. So you can just make a little note and say, hey, you know, make sure and include this attachment when you reply to this person or or something like that. And it does away with that back and forth with the emails, you know, between you and your team. You have enough emails to worry about, much less, you know, having to having to do that. So I love that. Yeah. So you made the case for going and finding somebody and trusting them. And, you know, you shared a few, a few ideas for how to get them going. Um, I want to dive into the the documentation piece because I think that's a big hang up for people. I know sometimes I, I even still feel that way and I think I'm pretty good at this, but the, the thing you mentioned there about having that video, letting them create the procedure uh, that's talked about a lot now, but the other thing that it does, I think, is it allows you to to kind of give up the the feeling that you have to stay ahead of them. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. The, the, that's a hugely valuable task that they're doing right there. If all you're doing for the first quarter that you work with them is recording what you're doing and sending it to them and they're learning what you do in the process and also at the same time creating all that documentation, if that's all they got done for you, that'd be immensely valuable because you now have virtually everything, you know, in in three months, you'll document the whole business through those videos. Yes. Amen. And the other thing is uh, a lot of times I hear, well, how do I teach, you know, I, don't, I know I need to be doing Google Analytics in my business. I don't know how to teach them how to do Google, Google Analytics. Like, how, how am I going to do that? And so what I've done in my own business is I just go to, uh, a lot of times, Udemy. Um, they have very inexpensive, like $12 courses that are really good. I purchased the course for my, for my team whoever the person is that's going to be, and I ask them like, do you want to learn Pinterest? Do you want to, who wants to learn what? Because, you know, and and I can usually guess who's going to say what to what, because everybody has their strengths and their interests. But for Google Analytics, for example, purchased the course, gave it to my assistant. She watched it. And then she came back with like, with her takeaways and, and, and how we could use this in our business. I was like, that looks great. Please create a system as you go. So Everything she was doing, she was documenting. And so, and now, you know, on our team team meetings, she goes through and presents our analytics every week. I don't know how to do that. I don't want to know how to do that. And um, and I didn't have to teach her. There's so much information out there. It's really just about understanding, you know, how to best utilize that. And yeah, so 
and 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 we do that pretty much with everything now pinterest it just everything well and what i love about that approach is that so much of what goes on inside of a business is not rocket science exactly you know there there's that 5% or 10% that that's sort of maybe the secret sauce that you've developed as as the entrepreneur and that may be a little bit more difficult to to transmit but actually that's probably the most valuable piece to to get documented to the point that other people can help you, but even just the administrative stuff. And so I, I've been a big advocate for a long time of the very first hire. If you're starting a business or if you haven't made this hire yet, you're probably overdue for it, but the very first hire needs to be an assistant because you need to find a way to free your own time before you're even able to think about building the rest of the team out. You need that kind of critical support person um, because they're going to help you as you uh, as you build the team out. If they're understanding what you're doing and they're working with you and 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 working with you closely, so they understand the way that you think. Now they almost become an extension. They can delegate things automatically for you. You can say, "I want to do X, Y, and Z," and literally spend you know thirty seconds. Or before we before we started recording, I saw you. Um, send a, a quick little voice memo to uh, to your assistant, and it took you I don't know ten seconds, and she probably yeah, went and she, did ten minutes worth of work. Yeah, and uh, she got me what I needed too, like in in two seconds. While it was like I needed, to, I, there was a screenshot I wanted to share with 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 you all, and so and I was like, oh, we need that. Yeah, and she got she got it right right over to me. And the yeah. other thing is, um, the way that I've set up my framework is that after after the person does this one time with that first virtual assistant that they hire that assistant, you give them this framework and guess what? Every person I brought into my business since then has been all the way up to the interview part. And there's, there's several steps. I don't want to show you just two of the most unique, but that's all been done by, by my assistant. And we have built an amazing team and I, they, they did it. So now I don't even have to step out of my I don't have to step away from my work to do that. They do the hiring. I mean, I show, again, I like to show up for the the interviews, um, the last set of interviews, they screen all the way up to that. And then, um, yeah, so it's pretty cool. Do you want me to show you this uh, framework? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, go ahead. And for those of you uh, who are listening, we'll we'll talk you through it. But uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see uh, this framework. and we okay. might need to blow it up just a little yep. bit. I'm going to zoom in. Okay. Um, actually, I'm not going to go through. There's really just two. Over here to the left, okay, is nothing too uh, mind-blowing here. It's pretty typical stuff. You post your job posting. Um, that links to an online application. And then we have this really cool. Um, can you see this? Yeah. Is it showing up for you? We've got this really cool. um Excel spreadsheet that is, I can't remember what, conditionally, conditional formatting, right? So if people say certain things on this Google, on this application, um, on the, the application is linked to the spreadsheet, if anything they answered is, doesn't fit with what we're looking for, like let's say it's their hours, we ask them on the application from a drop down menu, you know, which of these hours works for you, if they pick something that isn't a fit, that line automatically turns red. And so we end up, so we might have 200 applicants, but just through that process alone, 
they're going to automatically be eliminated. So we don't have to filter through a hundred applications. Okay. Um, then, uh, but this is, this is the, really the two things I wanted to show you. What we do is once they get through that part, we ask them to do a test task for us. Um, and it can only, you know, it should only take like five or 10 minutes because you're not paying them to do this. And, um, and so we do a test task and then same thing. We, um, after that, there's, there's this screening process where it's sort of semi-automated. We get to screen out the people who didn't do the test task correctly. Um, and then, um, a couple more steps. And then after we get to the interview, I'm not going to go through all these steps here, but once we get to um, the interview, we are going to invite them to a paid trial week. And this, I just think is, this is like the, the best move I ever made because, um, and I could stop sharing my screen now. And that is because it just makes good sense. Like, well, I, I want to do a paid trial week with anybody I work with for the rest of my life, you know, whether it's a virtual assistant or whomever, but because it just makes good sense because we all know you can nail an interview, your portfolio could be fantastic, but it really isn't until the rubber meets the road that you have an idea of how well this person is going to do. And what we like to do is get three or four people um, or how it depends on how many assistance you're looking for. But I like to start with like three or four people in a tra paid trial week. And again, we have this all set up like on a Trello board or, or however you want to do it. And you could just replicate that board. And remember our earlier tasks that we talked about that we recorded, those are living there. They're, those onboarding videos are living there. You could give them just duplicate the same board. They don't know that there's three other people in the trial week, but it allows you to watch them literally hour by hour. I mean, you're not standing there hour by hour, but you're able to see, all right, who, who, who has to ask you a question every five minutes? Who is not communicating? Um, who is not active on the board and waited till the last minute to complete the tasks? Um, and who is just sailing through? And there's always someone who is just so far ahead of, and, you know, beyond the others. And that is the person who becomes your, what I like to call your perfect match virtual assistant. And it, I'm telling you, it just works. It works like a charm. That's brilliant. I love that. You know, we've done, we've done the, the test task thing before, but for more technical roles. Um, so uh, I don't know, year, year and a half ago, we hired a, an audio engineer um, to help support some of our client work. And we did very similar. We had about three or four candidates that made it sort of down to the end. And we took them through a test project, uh, which we actually paid them for. It was, it was cheap money yes. because we found out immediately who could do it, who, just like you say, who asked all the questions and didn't seem like they knew what they were doing, even though, and it was funny because the one that I thought was really kind of the, the right one to hire is not the one we hired. Turns out he was the one with all the questions. So funny. That was, that was my first experience with this. I was, uh, well, actually second, I was looking for a, um, 20 hour a week graphic designer. And I, the, I had three really good candidates invited two of them into a trial week and then, or sorry. Yes. But the interview I had two in the interview, one who was just so, so, so charming and very professional. And I just, I was like, for sure, this, she's going to, this is going to be the one. The other one was beyond shy, painfully shy. Like, so it was awkward. Like the whole interview was just so awkward. I couldn't wait to get out of it. Um, and guess what? Like the one we put them into a trial week and the person who was so charming and nailed the interview was the other person was outperforming them like 10 to one, like just, just, <laughs> just 
light years ahead. I couldn't believe it. It was like a no brainer. It was like, this, this is definitely uh, our person, but it, had I not done that, I would have hired the charming other person. Um, there was just no comparison. So it's too bad. Like people can't do like a one month trial marriage or, or you know, <laughs> a lot of people would probably not get, you know, divorced, but anyway, that's another topic. Well, yeah. So, I mean, I think this is, uh, it's such a smart little tweak to the hiring process. You know, I mean, it really is a little thing, but the impact is, is enormous um, in, in terms of getting the right people on, you know, the other thing that, that we've seen work really well for, for some, some of our clients is that they'll hire too, you know, because I mean, these days to hire, you know, a good virtual assistant, oftentimes you're not hiring them full time you know, particularly the last couple of years, there are a lot of people out there in, in the job market who are perfectly happy working, you know, something less than a traditional 40 hour full-time week. What I kind of like about that is you can have two assistants Mm -hmm. that, you know, are each doing 20, 25 hours. Well, now you've got the equivalent of a full-time person, but you have the coverage there as you know, that, that you get from two people. So, you don't have to worry about what do I do when they go on vacation? What do I do when they get sick? You've already, you've already got somebody there. So there's all kinds of things that you can do today that give you flexibility and are a little more innovative approaches than, you know, back in the, the mid to late nineties, when I was just coming into the business world and, and starting to do some of this stuff, it was much more difficult. Things were much more rigid. Yeah. I mean, oh gosh, like we can just, I mean, the sky's the limit. There's just so many, so many options. And, you know, I talk a lot about um, the affordability factor is, is a real concern for, for a lot of people. And they hear, you know, they might hear you saying, you know, 20 hours a week for one person, 20 hours a week for another, it's 40 hours. If I'm paying, you know, 25 uh, to $50 an hour for an assistant, like, oh my goodness, like I can't, I can't afford that. And, um, and that was the case for me when, you know, I was in the red half the time, you know, it was feast or famine in my business or like I'm doing really well half the year and the other half the year, not launching anything or whatever. So I was really super scared. And that's when I discovered, well, it's not when I discovered the Philippines. I've lived in the Philippines for three years. I love the Philippines. Um, I always knew that was an option, but, um, and so can I talk about that for just a second? Yeah, please do. So, so the the benefit to the Philippines, obviously the first benefit is that we're able to leverage the exchange rate, right? And so it's going to cost less, but you know, it's, it's sort of controversial. And like, so I always have to just jump in right away and say, that is not what I teach. I don't say go and find, you know, the cheapest person that you can find. Like, yes, you know, if you go to those job boards in the Philippines, you'll see people that are asking for two and $3 an hour. I do not, I do not recommend that. That is not what I, that's not what I'm advocating. But what I do think is great is that you could start, let's say as like uh, five or $6 an hour. Okay. In the beginning. So you're a person who you don't have a lot of cash flow. You're not quite where you want to be with, with, with your income. Then you, um, you can do this and you can afford 40 hours a week. If you can guarantee somebody 40 hours a week and you just say, look, you know, Fred, uh, I'm going to offer you 40 hours a week, whether you work 40 hours a week or not. And, and, and by the way, you're not going to tell Fred this until you know Fred is your perfect match virtual assistant. And you move quickly to a salary model. Okay. And so 
So Fred doesn't have to go hustle and find all these other clients and he can be completely focused into your business. And that's what I, that's what I want for people is to get assistance like who you had, who she was with you for eight years. You want someone who's going to grow with your business. And that's where, that's where this gets really good because you will see once Fred joins your business for 40 hours a week, real things start to shift and move because you're freed up. You've cut those cinder blocks you know, from your arms and you are free. So now you're free to start chasing down those clients, chasing down is a terrible, you know, you start developing those, those, those big relationships and um, you know, chasing down those big accounts and, and whatever it is, that's going to really, really grow your business quickly. Meanwhile, Fred's taking care of everything else. Now here's the way it gets good. So now you are going to quickly start paying Fred more. Okay. So, so my assistants that have been with me a long time are making us rates. But it didn't, we didn't do that right. It took a while to get there. You know, it took, it took a while. Like, so they grew with me like this and you can be creative as well. Like, so we do a lot of, we do profit sharing, you know, real simple profit sharing models. If this launch does this, we reach our stretch goal. You're going to get X percent. You're going to get um, this X dollar bonus, or maybe I'll just surprise them and just say like, wow, great job, everybody. And give bonuses out of that launch that I never would have been so successful with had I not had this team. So you can grow your way there, even if you don't have, if you don't have the the money now, but, but as soon as I say Philippines, you know, there's a handful of people that are like, oh, you know, exploiting, or they'll say like, well, that's really the big thing. It's just like, you, you know, that's that's not good because you're not paying a fair rate. But what I'm here to say is that, yes, you do. You're going to get there eventually. And also, I've got a whole other graphic. I don't, if you want me to put it up, that just shows you how far a U, the U.S. dollar goes there. So, um, yeah, it, it, it goes much further. So, we, we do have a team member over in the Philippines. And, you know, one of the things that we've learned working with him is that they, you know, he, and he values, and and I think in that culture, largely they value uh, having that stability. Um, it's, it, it's not as a, a com, as common of a, of a thing um, to have that kind of income stability. Um, so and, and I mean, he's just on a phenomenal, he'll, he'll be listening to this because um, he handles our, our audio editing, um, but has done just a phenomenal, phenomenal job you know, and, and so we've got what I hope is a long-term relationship there. Um, just like I hope with all of our folks in the States and, you know, and so my, my assistant, um, my executive assistants here in, in the States. Um, and I, you know, I think when people start to question the affordability, um, I think it's short-sighted because there are places overseas where you can find really smart people, who are hardworking and want an opportunity. Um, and you can find that here in the U S as well. And if affordability is a problem, sometimes that just means scaling back the number of hours that you start with mm-hmm. and um, kind of building from there. But I will tell you this, every time that I've worked with an executive assistant or a virtual assistant, I've found that there is a, an income multiplier that yes. comes along with them for me. So what always happens is there's that little bit of investment up front to get things going, you know, 30 days, 60 days, maybe 90 days mm-hmm. till they start to, to really make a big impact. And then the amount of free time that starts to flow to you as a result of it now opens up 
all kinds of new opportunities for you to go create more revenue. And so I've, I've never seen a situation in my own experience where I've, I've lost money on the investment of an assistant. It's always been positive ROI. Right. I mean, could you show up and just be so relaxed and be able to do these podcast interviews? But when you show up to do your podcast interview, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, you're just playing, you're just hitting record and that is it. And you're not sending the reminder emails. You're not sending the scheduling emails. You're not doing the editing. You're not doing the marketing after the fact. And if, because you just simply could not. Yeah. So let's talk about that. That's why I, so this podcast started in 2017. I had one in 2012 and it ran for a year. I did 50 episodes. I'm like, enough of this because I had no team. Hmm. And I said, I'm not going to do another one until I have the, the proper team in place. And I finally got that done. And what happens with this podcast is that you and I had, we met and I thought, man, this is a topic that, you know, we need to explore in an interview. I asked you on that call, if you'd join me uh, and you said yes. And so I immediately sent you an email, which I didn't actually type out all myself. It was a template. It took about 10 seconds and you booked it. And then that went to our producer and who was virtual and, she got that and she triggered a box to go out in the mail with a little gift for you and a bunch of other stuff. And then all of that got scheduled on my calendar. I had your bio and all that in Evernote. I didn't have to go do any prep work. I just, about 15 minutes before the interview, I went into Evernote, I typed your name and boom, there it was all ready for me. And I read your bio and thought a little bit about what we talked about and where we were going to go with the interview. So all I had to do was show up and talk. Now we're going to finish this. And the most painful part of the whole process is that Zoom takes about 10 minutes to process the recording. And I have to wait for that. And I'm impatient. Um, And so I have to, you know, deal with that inconvenience. Once that's done, it gets loaded into our project management system and uh, our audio editor goes to work and the copywriter goes to work and everything else just happens. There you go. I mean, and that, and, 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 and what, what uh, a little engine this podcast is for your business. I mean, it's so, it's not, it's not a small thing. Like you reach so many people. It, um, it allows you to, um, know, not just the audience that you're talking with, but then the guests that you have and the relationships that you build that way. I mean, it's just such a great thing to have for any business, right? to have a podcast is so great. Um, and so that is a multiplier for sure, because you just well, hit record. And, That's all you have to do. And and if you think about all of the places in your business where if you could just show up and do what you do and you had the support team that prepared you, wouldn't you do a better job? Yeah, totally. You know, they, I forget where I heard this the first time, but um, somebody was talking about Frank Sinatra and they said, you know, Sinatra didn't move pianos. He didn't set up the stage. He didn't sweep the theater. Oh, I'm going to borrow that because I always give the example of like the doctor. Is he checking you in? Is he taking your vitals? Is he sending you the bill? Um, No. Or even like the chef, is she greeting you at the door and taking you to your table and giving you your menu and then cooking and then bussing the table. And no, they couldn't do their thing. Why do we think that we can, you know, why do we think that we, we can do all of that? You know, it's just, it's it's a wonderful thing. It makes it more fun too. I I think in knowledge work and most of the people listening to this will fall into that category. I think in knowledge work, 
um, because all of the work looks so similar mm-hmm. and it uses similar tools, you know, I work on a laptop and a, and an iPad and everybody on my team works on a laptop and an iPad. And so I think because of that apparent similarity in the tools, it's easy to believe that you can do it all. And, you know, in, in other, in other occupations, you wouldn't because the tools are very different. Yeah, that's so true. That's really a good point. You're exactly right. Cause it's literally at our fingertips. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's clicking here and clicking there. And so, yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Well, Jen, um, we could probably go on for days about this. This is one of my favorite topics because I do think it is a game changer for most entrepreneurs, but I, I know you've got a whole framework. We looked at a little piece of it. Um, you've got um, some ways that you help people for somebody that's listening to this and they're, they say, okay, I get it. Time's right. I need to start thinking more deeply about this. What, what resources do you have available for folks and where can they find out more? Um, the best place to go is um, jenlaner.com forward slash VA resources, because I've got like a master class there. I've got an ebook. I've got tons of guides and like tons of free resources. Um, so that would be the best place to, to start, I think. Perfect. Well, we'll link that up in the show notes. Um, this has been fantastic. Um, yeah, I love your approach to hiring. To me, that was, that was worth the price of admission. Just, uh, having that little test week in there is so smart. So hopefully somebody hears this and they get an aha out of it and, um, you know, and they come and and reach out to you. So uh, thank you again for being here and investing a little bit of time with me. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the Authority Builder Podcast. Here are three ways you can expand your authority. Number one, get a copy of the million dollar book. In it, I show you how to multiply your authority by writing a best-selling book in less than 90 days guaranteed. After all, you're the best spokesperson for your ideas. Go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash book and get your copy. Number two, join me for an upcoming Write Your Million Dollar Book Accelerator and let's jumpstart your authority building book now. For upcoming dates, go to authoritybuilderpodcast.com slash accelerator. And number three, Work with me and my team to get your book done and bring in business. Email me at steve at authoritybuilderpodcast.com and put, I want to write a book in the subject line. See you soon.